When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Lily Tamarez. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Today is Tuesday, November 9th, which... Uh, as of yesterday and this Tuesday, the midterms are approximately one year away. Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, Why will it end? I know. It never ends. I know, which means, like, I kind of forget how this cycle sort of, like, looks like. I feel like, you know, around spring is when we'll start hearing a lot about fun primary candidates, potentially get very excited about some of them. They'll probably maybe lose. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Then get re-excited about our old faves. <laughs> But I mean, this Congress has has made some choices to not make choices. So I think we'll see some very exciting primary challenges early next year. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm really hoping. Primary all of them. Primary them all. Yeah. Primary them all. If you guys could be a Senate representing any state except for New York, you can't choose the state you live in. Which which would it be? Are you going for Florida, Millie? I mean, I would love to represent. I would love to be. The AOC of Miami, uh, oh, yeah. uh, South Florida, but I would probably get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you'd get elected or would you have to run as a Democrat or a Republican rather? No, I feel, well, like, Broward County is yeah. pretty. Oh, yeah. Broward Dade, a lot of Dade is pretty um, left. I mean, not left, but certainly Democratic for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I could... Uh, get excited like I feel like there's pockets of really cool people that want to do big bold things mm-hmm. and Definitely. I feel like that hasn't been activated on a local politics level yeah. in South Florida I feel like there's a, there's a there is I mean we talked about this wasn't the planned conversation for today but I was just thinking I feel like we're looking down like a huge generational shift in Florida politics like oh. the sort of generations of like Cubans who are like, I don't have any reason to think the same as my yeah, my uncles. very old grandparents who have a very specific experience. <laughs> yeah, this is on my mind because I watched a good episode of Padma Lakshmi's Taste the mm-hmm. Nation. It's a really good free ad. It's a really good. Um, she does a really good job. It's like basically it's like a no reservations thing, but she has a lot more like empathy and intelligence and like how she. I love no reservations. Everything. Yeah, I love Jordan. No very smart. <laughs> he is. He is. It's basically similar. I just want to like differentiate mm-hmm. it. She's just a little bit more. 
Well, she's brown, so she's not yeah. gonna be like. I feel even, but even Bardane has shared stories about moments where he was like, "I did come in," even though he's way more than most. Mm-hmm. He he has shared stories like, "I did come in with like a colonizer mindset of mm-hmm. like, right. I'm gonna come in and fix it all this stuff." Where like maybe Padma doesn't yeah. have those attitudes naturally, but she's still like a oh, gorgeous. And there's like, I do believe there's hot privilege, and she's <laughs> oh, like, yeah. probably a super rich Indian people. <laughs> but yeah, also, she's so, rich. so much nicer to you when you're hot. One of the best Reality. episodes of Bourdain is the one I I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but where he goes to Haiti and he thinks yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to like Haiti had just gone through. I think maybe it was the earthquake that they were there yeah. and they had like extra food. Isn't that on sad? Set. Isn't that devastating? It's like, which disaster yeah. was it? That so Haiti it, went it was like it was the earthquake and they were there and basically they talk about how they had extra food. So they were like, okay, we're going to buy food for all these people and like give away food. But they didn't really realize like what it means to just create like a free food situation where people are actually starving and actually don't have food Mm -hmm. access. And so like people started fighting. It got really bad. The scene was not good. Like, yeah, they were not prepared for kind of what went down. And he has this really good moment in the episode where he's like, I came in, he doesn't use the word white savior, but that's what he talks about. He's like, I came in here like a white savior thinking like, oh, I'm going to give all these people food. And it's like way more complicated than that. And I actually caused harm. And it's like, yeah. Well, and Padma ain't doing no. that. Not yet. <laughs> not, doing that. not yet. Yeah, she definitely is like meeting people where they at. It's it's a great show. So today, what are we going to talk about? Our elected representatives, some of our face have given us plenty to talk about recently. But I do want to start with the infrastructure bill because I don't want to just let that, you know, fly by. We've been talking about it for months and months, but now it's finally passed. It felt inevitable, but this was a huge legislative success. I mean, it's very rare to get the government to agree to spend this kind of money to fix things. I mean, during the Trump administration, it was infrastructure week like three times a year and they never got they never got a bill together. So I'm not going to read through everything that's in the bill because we've already done that on the show. And this is not a calm sleep story. (laughs) So I do recommend those. It's not that exciting to just read a bunch of numbers, even though it's an exciting concept. But I did want to make sure we mention it because it is a huge deal. You should be telling your friends and family that it's a huge deal when they say, why isn't Biden doing anything? Uh, It's much more legislating than Trump did his entire presidency. And it actually does. Like, I was reading um, some tweets from Kathy Hochul last night. It's like, it's billions of dollars to fix the trains and subways. So Mm -hmm. this is what we've been asking for. In the interest of positive messaging, I asked you both to look through this and pick your, your favorite part of the infrastructure build. What'd we come up with? Um, I really like the parts that are like investing more in pedestrian and cycling. I think that that's so important. Um, in Japan, you're an urbanist. I'm I an urbanist. Yes. I'm a city girl. I didn't realize it, but I'm a city girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like full through, full through. I belong to the streets. Whatever. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but it's true. Like, and something that I enjoyed about Japan, you know, I took a bike every day to school when I was studying abroad there, and like. One day I had to take a taxi home because it was snowing and I did not know how to get there because the bike path was a completely different route. Like it's just so it's a separate road just for bikes. And it's because there and then there's no like casualties or like very little because they have infrastructure built just for bikes and walking. Mm-hmm. So it's like you go. I, we need yeah. that here. Yeah. Like, Which is seriously. good for the planet anyway. I mean, especially in the pandemic in this city and I'm sure cities across this country like the number of cyclists in New York has just ex- 
bloated and not all of them are super skillful. You have a mix of e-bikes and city bikes and people like me and Elise going very slowly on our own bikes. <laughs> and it's, also and uh, it's just not safe. I mean, the, like, it's just a dangerous situation because they're in the streets with the drivers. Some have bike lanes, some don't. A lot of cyclists are killed by like trucks that are parked illegally. Like it's just yep. really it's it's tough out there to bike everywhere, even in New York, which has bike infrastructure, at least a lot of places don't have don't anything have shit. at all. I mean, there are so many people I'm sure would be totally down to bike to work and to bike to do their errands instead of dro- jumping a, car- a gas powered car. But like, you're not going to risk your life to reduce your carbon footprint a little bit. So I think those are really, uh, really important incentives. Yeah. Yes. Elise, did you have a fave did nugget? I have, did I have a fave uh, part? So, okay. I Because I'm uh, a little bit of like, like in my darkest moments, I'm like a girl who's starting a bunker, like uh, <laughs> like apocalypse training. I am very happy totally. that the bill includes 47 million for climate resilience measures, because that's the thing Ooh, that yeah. I'm always thinking about, which is like, and that's something I thought about this bill, which is like, OK, yeah, we're going to fix our roads and bridges to where they should have been like 10 years ago we need to think about the fact that like we're about to have hurricanes that are really really strong and like all of this like extreme weather so it heartened me to see that this bill actually takes into account like fortifying our country against right the impending dooms (laughs) yeah we don't have to like do gofundmes to like raise new bridges after yeah i mean it's (gasps) natural disaster it's not enough but I'm it's glad not that we're talking about it. It it is how ha- it makes me happy that we at least have people in power who are like, we need to think about the future that is coming and not just like where we were before, which is getting people to even admit what is actually happening currently. Right, yeah. and these are. I mean, I think it <clears throat> says a lot. Obviously, what's in here is just what we could get enough Republicans to agree on. But like the thing about Republicans is that they live on this planet too, and like. <laughs> You know, they they Unfortunately. have to go back some of the time, like they have to go back to their district and they can't really explain the politics of like why they didn't vote for money to fix actual roads that keep people. And there's also some money. So there's a lot of money in here. If you look at old pictures, especially in Detroit, um, I did not know this until this bill came up and these negotiations happened. But highways were basically built right through black neighborhoods, of thriving black neighborhoods. Um not that it's acceptable in any sense, but you can sort of trace a lot of like communities that are marginalized now that never had to be, but they were just completely disconnected from uh, from commerce sections or completely destroyed and not properly compensated. So there's some money in here to basically reconnect them. I'm not sure if it's moving people, create, um, just fix those divides, repair some of the damage because that's had really lasting damage. And key. No more lead pipes. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is this country doing? Here, 2022, we're going to finally get rid of these these here lead pipes. Mm. So exciting stuff we needed for a very long time, but stuff that still was uh, was really difficult and strategic to get put together. And yeah, just to like kind of loop everything together. I mean, climate, Republicans, rich people, like... They're not going to see the effects of climate as much as like poor people are Mm -hmm. and like definitely brown and black people like our next thing is like there's a lot of activism talking about like 
environmental thing it, activism is racist like racism activism you know anti-racist stuff because a lot of these policies and like these lead pipes and all that stuff we're like that's so crazy but it's like yeah th those are the people that are still affected by it and even even climate change stuff like rich people can always afford to flee always you know they're the ones producing more of the energy all that stuff and like it's always poor people who have like the blackouts and stuff so this infrastructure bill is like small or whatever. It's not enough, but it is just like even acknowledging and like fighting against all these things and like one mm -hmm. step forward, which right. is and tough. These, yeah. And these are the types of things that it like it just shows that like Democrats know how to govern like in a couple years when somebody's having a smooth experience or uh, benefits from something because of this during a natural disaster. I don't expect them to be like. Thank you, Biden. But yeah. Democrats know that's like not why why you do it. But I guess we'll have to remind me. This is sort of not really. But did you guys see yesterday the German ad asking people to donate to Americans? <laughs> oh no, my God. Feeding so America. Amazing. Feeding America has uh, released an ad, a German language ad, asking Germans to donate uh, to help feed poor Americans because our poverty is so bad. Because twenty percent of our kids are in poverty, or our people versus six percent of Germans. That's true. I mean, so yikes. I just bring that up in the context of uh, the Build Back Better. I think there's more work to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Like it doesn't really matter if the potholes are fixed if like you can't really afford you know groceries at at the store you're heading to. Yeah, it's all. I mean, Biden is on the road right now. He's going around touting the bill. Yep. I think that he definitely should. I think that it's an important that. If a community gets something that was funded by this bill, that they message on that. Like, I remember back in the day when they plant when Obama passed the stimulus, it was like you would see stuff that said, like, this highway was paid for the by the American Recovery and Reinvestment. Oh, OK, I forgot Act. about that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's I think that's important stuff to do. But at the same time, nothing is going to be as good as like paid leave or a time tax like no it's not the one-to-one -one is not people the same. money yeah like the one-to-one -one is just not the same i mean but they should get as much goodwill out of it yeah. as as they can <laughs> and it just yeah. shows that like republicans never would have pursued a bill this hard that didn't never. give them any pu political benefit like this Democrats they hope, did. and we're going to try to be part of that night. There is a political. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. A couple in the. They were. I mean, they were some power, Republicans and they didn't sign do it. Off of this, and they, right. they were in power. They didn't do it. And they didn't have an opposition party that refuses 100 percent to ever do anything, no matter what it is for any reason. So really, they had an easier path to trying to get something workable. And they just didn't do it because they don't have an interest in making this country. Yeah, they don't do shit. They don't have an interest. They don't have an opposition party. They don't have people within their own party. Yeah, they don't have the progressives. Yeah, but they don't have people. Yeah, they don't even but they don't have a Joe Manchin in their party that's stopping them from doing mm -hmm. shit. They don't. They do. But they convince him to do shit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click 
gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So next day, we are going to talk about some Republican senators, Josh Hawley and Kirsten Cinema. No. <laughs> we'll start with Josh hey. Hawley. 
Boom. Roasted. We're going to start today with Josh Hawley's apparent angling at a 2024 presidential campaign on a male grievance platform. So throughout the past couple of weeks, Josh Hawley has been connecting left-wing politics and liberal feminism, or just whatever he feels like, to the male urge to watch porn and play video games. People of all genders have this urge, I'll add. Hawley delivered a speech (laughs) on the future of the American man, quote, at the National Conservatism Conference in Orlando. (laughs) Last week, you couldn't pay me to I attend. I said in the newsletter, hell no. seventh circle of hell. Like <laughs> the <laughs> National Conservatism Conference in Orlando. I can't even imagine. <laughs> what music are they playing? That's what I think no. about these conferences. Blurred lines. What are they playing? Yeah, but blurred lines is too black. For <laughs> <laughs> Robin Thicke is too black uh, for the conservatism. It's too urban for the conservatism conference. Yeah, they can't play Taylor Swift. No. They can't Three play. doors down. They can't play Ariana. Three doors down. Three doors Remember down. they played the inauguration, Trump's first inauguration. Yeah, I know, but I'm like, Three Doors Down and Kid Rock, like, come on. Get rock for sure. So Josh Hawley has called for a return to traditional gender roles because he thinks liberals are trying to reconstruct America with things like critical race theory, economic socialism, and gender fluidity. <laughs> like those things are <laughs> yes, yes. The, the noted boogeyman, noted triumvirate, critical race theory, economic, economic socialism. And not what other types of socialism are there? Um. Uh, I guess social socialism, which is like, which is like, what is it, polyamory? (laughs) Polyamory, social socialism. I'm not against social socialism then. (laughs) Your entire personality belongs to the government. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Um, let's let's listen to Josh Hawley expound on this a little bit on Axios on HBO this weekend. What's a man to you? Paint a picture. What's a man? Well, a man is a father, a man is a husband, a man is somebody who takes responsibility. As conservatives, we've got to call men back to responsibility. We've got to say that spending your time not working, and we have more and more men who are not working, spending your time on video games, spending your time watching porn online while doing nothing is not good for you, your family, or this country. So a viewer's watching this and they're thinking, really, what the liberals are doing are going to push me to watch Pornhub more or play Donkey Kong more? Do you mean that literally? Well, what I mean literally is that I think the liberal attack, the left-wing attack on manhood says to men, you're part of the problem. It says that your your masculinity is inherently problematic. It's inherently oppressive. Okay. I have two things. Number one, the way that man said Donkey Kong really made me, <laughs> really made me laugh. <laughs> no one made that man use a personal record. Donkey Kong? He just volunteered Pornhub. <laughs> Damn Donkey Kong. Uh, Pornhub, and anybody told him Pornhub. This is all his yeah. shit. We yeah. know now that he uses Pornhub and plays Donkey Kong. <laughs> but anyway. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. I also, and I don't know if this is reverse sexism. You can let me know in the comments. I think that Josh um, Hawley. There's no such thing. <laughs> like, I think that Josh Hawley is doing an Elizabeth Holmes. I think his voice is fake. I think it's fake. Ooh. I think it's not that deep. He sounds. If you listen to the speech, the Orlando. Why is this reverse sexism? I don't know because I'm commenting on his fake ass deep voice. <laughs> but I think he's oh, like instead of vocal fry. Yeah, that I'm saying no. But he's um. I think that's my but conspiracy theory. Is that I think it's fake. I think he's deepening his voice on purpose, like Elizabeth Holmes, to seem uh, powerful. 
he's definitely deepening his voice on purpose. You can see him. We got to watch that clip and you can see him sort of yeah. like steal himself to, <laughs> to speak. To I make believe sure he, that men. He gets it. But, I um, believe that men I mean, should be toxic. Just, right. It's, he just also has the current landscape so wrong. Like, if you look at any job report, it's like women are having problems getting jobs again because we're taking care of the families. These are not these are the, there are many problems. The problems he's pointing out are not them. And to the extent that watching video games and porn is a problem, that is not because of feminism. That is because of late stage capitalism, so, yeah. which he has done nothing to alleviate. It's also like uh, more men are working, less men are working than possible. Oh, did we just have a pandemic? Yeah. Are we still in a pandemic? Isn't unemployment just high? And also, like, who lost most of the jobs? Like, you were they're saying, They're not working because they're dead. Yeah, they're dead, but also, like, I would say more women are not working than, like, yeah. ever before. I think more women were working in the 70s or some shit than working now because so many people lost their fucking job. There's no, there is no article in, the, I think it was in the New York Times about how a man had to fucking close his company because his wife didn't want to stay home with their three-year-old kid. Mm-mm. But what article came out last year, Amanda? The I know. Article. Insane. What did he, he was like a stay-at-home dad for three days and was and like, he was no, like no. no. And it's just like, that's ju- it's just not an issue. And then also, domestic labor within the home is a huge issue still. Like men, it's... Uh, if there's a man who is a stay-at-home dad while his partner maybe it's a wife is out working and when the kid is asleep that man plays some video games and watches some porn that does not bother me that is fine Hell that is no. not the issue yeah that would be great well, again like you said amanda women also play video games and watch pornography also as long as you're I mean, not he addicted the perfect to weekends or pornography i think it's fine for those to be parts of anybody's life <laughs> Well, and also, there are things to say about video game culture that are toxic. There are things to say about porn and their unrealistic expectations of sex. And a lot of it, it's abusive and it's unethical. But that's not what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, do you want no one to watch porn at all? Like, first of all, that's not possible. And you're going to lose whatever you're running for if you run on anti-porn. Are you kidding me? Um, And like, it's just... It's all these things. I, I think um, I like remember one time I watched like a lecture in college or something that was like everyone, you know, men focus on like how to make their dicks bigger instead of trying to be less of one. Mm-hmm. And that uh-huh. like stayed with me. of just like, what does it mean to be a man and manhood and all this stuff? And like, I would yeah. argue that. Another thing, too, is it's like he's like, oh, masculinity is inherently terrible. And it's like, well, if it's not, then why aren't you like cool with trans people? Mm-hmm. Like with, with women, trans, you know, female assigned at birth people who are transitioning to men. Like you give them a hard time if masculinity is not inherent. I don't know. Right. But also like, when he homes. says that part, like he's like, oh, I've, what this is what the liberals want you to think that your masculinity is inherently toxic. Correct, sir. Like. That's he put it perfectly. It's not men that are inherently toxic. It's masculinity. When, to whatever extent the three of us might display masculinity in our own lives, it's probably not our strongest. Like everybody has masculinity of every gender and it can be toxic. It's not just men. But what is he what is he doing here? I mean, also, like this is the man who I would much rather men take out their violent urges in video games, which are fake, than bring guns to the Capitol. 
Like, is that what he would rather do? Well, yeah, I mean, he probably does think that that's, like, very manly or (laughs) whatever. Which, the other thing that's, like, so creepy about this in general, and Millie, it's, like, going back to what you were saying, like, yeah, there are things to be said about pornography and video game culture and sexuality today in certain places, but that's not what he's talking about. He's coming at it from, like, a like a no nut November type place where it's like we should Terrible. we should not be spilling our precious seed on pornography yeah. and we should be impregnating <laughs> our wives and bringing home meat right and like it's just like yeah, right. no no <laughs> yeah it's like he, he's not showing up to like support the you know porn performers union for better work yeah, conditions no. on set and I would I shudder to think about his <laughs> searches and what's going on there. It's AOC. It's AOC performers. I mean, Absolutely. yeah. Yes. You know, it's not cool to say, like, oh, all these Republicans are, are closeted gay men. Like, that's not cool. But he has some shit that's... It's, there's some funky shit going on in that Pornhub queue. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was going to say, too, he's like, a man is a father. A man. I just, just kind of feel like it goes back to the point of, like, a lot of these issues are late stage capitalism. And it's like, people don't want to have kids or get married because it's fucking harder. You you know what I mean? When you're married, when you have children, like a lot of men are also deciding they don't want kids. Yeah. I, I, in my dating life, have encountered a lot of men who don't want kids. Like, it's not just like men all want kids and women don't and that we're stopping. It's just like, there are a lot of factors out there that contribute and that doesn't make anyone less of a man or mess- less important or anything like that. And if you're not actually addressing the issues, then it, it sounds fucking stupid. And there is a problem with gun violence with, you know, like it's just, it's just all these things that aren't really, but people are going to, I'm just scared that people are going to eat it up like they did Yunkin. In Virginia. I think so, too, because he's doubling down when he started to see a reaction. So I definitely want to be a little careful, like how we how we cover it moving forward, like because there is like there are some very angry men that are susceptible to this message. It's He's not even on the right message yet. He's not even saying the right like men's rights things. But I think he'll he's, get there. Yeah, he's he signaling it to them that he's like, I'm going to do a white male grievance thing and I'll do whatever like dance needs to be done for the media to like not exactly say that while signaling to all of these angry white men who he's literally fist bumping in front of the Capitol like I'm your guy that's 100% what he's doing because again going back to Millie's point if he really wants men to be fathering children then he can vote for the child tax credit that is in the spending bill that's before him right now but He can vote for aid to families. He can vote for universal pre-K for these families so that he can, for these traditional quote-unquote families that he's so worried are falling apart. Also, a man is a father, but Pete Buttigieg is an asshole for taking parental leave to father his child Mm -hmm. because... His children, his two, twin, twin infants. infants that were b- born premature. You gotta work so hard to have kids as a man and a gay couple. Like, <laughs> like, it's not a matter of just not jerking off to porn and putting it in your lady. These men went so out of their Paid way. Paid a lot of money, children, and like, <laughs> pay a lot of money. Lot and of I money. mean, like you, like you said, I mean, 
There are a lot of things people say about Lindsey Graham, but beyond rumors about Lindsey Graham, there are so many just like weird, childless, single old men that are elected mm-hmm. Republicans mm-hmm. who I would not be inclined to point out those point out those parts of their biography. They're not relevant. But Josh here, Josh Hawley is saying that like a man's only like a good American man if he's a father and a husband and never watches porn or plays video games. Well, and also it's just interesting to me because the white like the white male vote is getting less and less important as time goes on. And like he could the critical race theory thing is the thing that's sticking out to me because like I do think like as time goes on, we are gonna see a bit a bigger multicultural coalition in the in the right. Um so I'm like if he dropped the critical race theory thing, mm-hmm. he could get a lot of like Latino men. Like men are more conservative than women. That's mm-hmm. just a fact. Um, so I can totally. see a lot of these things hitting um, different communities. Him leaning into the just masculinity. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, that but but then we have the critical effective. race theory, which is like, yeah, that's how they win in suburban white America. But you know, there's not that many. Like, honestly, like, think about how much gentrification there is in New York and big cities. All those people have moved into those suburbs, all the people that can't afford to live in the city. So it's like, I'm really interested to see how this plays out for the Republicans. They have they have continued to double down on the race stuff. I thought that they were going to let it go and like, just focus on like, anti-socialism, anti-communism, gender shit, trans shit, and then really like, try to grow their multiracial coalition. But it seems that um, they're really leaning and doubling down into it. So I'm I'm just interested to see how this plays out. Well, what's in, I, I think what we're coming up against is that Republicans could build a multiracial coalition, but they are too racist <laughs> to do it. So they yeah, like actually exactly. can't. If they did what you were saying, they could actually maybe like, win the latino vote and other things yeah that are like like they what's could, interesting they is that lead, they could build yeah. what democrats should also be building but they are genuinely too racist to do it <laughs> so right and democrats we don't even try for white males we'd never win them we don't really tr- we don't try so it's not they like do, though there's like the blue collar they have tried but not anymore yeah <laughs> uh, yeah right right i feel like it's like Okay, like the next cycle, I mean, you have to get swing voters, but I don't think like white males are really, we just can't lose any. (laughs) Every time, yeah, I don't think we want to lose any. Every time we hear kitchen table issues, I'm like, that's for white people. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, but like, so we're not not trying to, but I feel like there is something to be said about like, which I think is true, white women, you know, are more more likely to swing. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Both ways. Yeah, and maybe he thinks that some white women might might be oh, somewhat yeah. like convinced by his argument that men need to be oh, better. Oh, listen, there is not th- this like this toxic masculinity argument is very easily like my little boy is being taught in school that he's bad. 
just because he yeah. just because he kicks girls <laughs> just because he kicks all the other little girls down he's oh, being taught no. that his masculinity is toxic it's so hard to they're be gonna able to sell boy. like boy mom it's boy mom 2024 so, my, jesus christ <laughs> my son was yeah. kicked out of school just Stop because he sells revenge pornography it's like oh my god <laughs> He just distributed pictures of his sixteen-year-old girlfriend's titties to the whole school, and now and now Everyone's people so hate him for being a man. Okay, we gotta write this. This is a TikTok. We have to write this down and post it as a TikTok. Uh, well, also, I'm also like, you can easily chop and screw like Josh Hawley's thing and put at the beginning of a rap song of like, oh, all he does is play video games and totally. watch porn and not work, and it's just like. Fuck you. I'm just thinking like the backtrack of like this man's exactly. lazy. You can't believe him. It's like could be in a, re- a remix of like No Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like no. without all the like toxic masculinity <laughs> shit. It's like uh uh-uh. uh. It's like build build build. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like all of our years of like turning feminism into a casual misandry just completely backfires on us because Josh Holly takes advantage of it. If if in the event, I mean. Since we're just blaming anything these days on liberal feminism or the woke mob, what are what are some uncomfortable feelings or tendencies you you two would like to to arbitrarily attribute to liberals? That's that's I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm too woke to enjoy vacations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm too woke to enjoy a lot of things, and I'm like. Fuck me. Like, I wish you I could You know how just you don't be... notice until you're around other people? And then they're just like, why? That thought has never occurred to me. Like, that, what? I think you can say that word, Amanda. And I'm like, no, you, no, really, you, can. you really can't. You Maybe you can say it, but you can't type it on the internet. <laughs> no, you cannot. <gasps> that was a deep one. Yeah, li- no, life would be so much better if you are smooth-brained. And thank <laughs> you, liberalism, for waking me up to that. <gasps> What about um, I think I think that the traffic has been bad in Brooklyn lately. And it's been sometimes I've been waiting a lot longer than normal to get an Uber. And I think if we didn't have all these independent women with their tasks and their they got to be running around with their credit cards that aren't in their husband's name, zooming around the city, <laughs> then I would be able zooming to around. I a married woman. A properly married woman would be able to get to and from my various appointments, but instead, we've got all <laughs> all these little excuse me, married woman coming through. Are you married? I don't know. Do you have a we've husband? Got all Are these, you married? All these little chickens clucking yeah. about, doing their business, <laughs> and I don't like it. And I blame liberal feminism. Yeah. I haven't been able to find cashew butter at my Trader Joe's in like weeks. Liberal feminist. And I do think it is because of Toni Morrison's beloved. <laughs> I think is why. I think that um, this has impacted whoa, the supply chain. Cashew butter is like nine dollars. Not okay. Here's the thing. Not at Trader Joe's. This is why I bring this up. At Trader Joe's, it's seven ninety nine. But if you go to like a traditional grocery store, it's crazy. You're right. It's, it's like, like eleven dollars. Yeah. yeah. So my Trader Joe's does not have it. Have it. It's definitely because of critical race theory. Well, Josh Holly. And you know, to bring it all around, my single no husband ass goes to Trader Joe's and takes an Uber from there because she can't carry. She doesn't have a man See, to carry groceries go. for her. See, there we go. The disintegration of the American Having family. Having to support. 
You got to support unicorns, male run unicorns, just to get your groceries. <laughs> How do you open your jars, Millie? Oh, well, I got, I have one of those silicone gloves that are oven mitts and those open it because you just need a grip. Mm-hmm. You don't need a man, you need a grip. <laughs> I know. Let's just say like the democratic response to Josh Alley <laughs> yeah. 2024. It's like, no, I don't need a man. You just need a, there are just some things you can buy. <laughs> I told also when I moved in alone, there was something I couldn't open and I put it on Instagram and then a oh, lot yeah. of people wrote to me and gave me strategies and the oven mitt worked. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> we blame we blame the woke mob for all of these things. That is our time today. Until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda. I'm Liz Morales. And I'm Millie Tamares. And this is the Betchessa <laughs> podcast. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.